Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan. I'm Jordan. And today we're going to be talking about Bioshock Infinite. Yep, so jumping in, the description of this game is indebted to the wrong people with his life on the line, veteran of the U.S. Cavalry and now hired hand, or hired gun, Booker DeWitt has only one opportunity to wipe his slate clean. He must rescue Elizabeth, a mysterious girl imprisoned since childhood and locked up in the flying city of Columbia. Forced to trust one another, Booker and Elizabeth form a powerful bond during their daring escape. Together, they learn to harness an expanding arsenal of weapons and abilities as they fight on zeppelins in the clouds along high-speed skylines and down in the streets of Columbia, all while surviving the threats of the Air City and uncovering its dark secret. So, little background on the game. Um, it was developed by Irrational Games who uh, was formerly one of the 2K studios. I think they might have been 2K Boston. But they developed the original Bioshock and uh, System Shock 2. So they, uh, like Ken Levine, who was like the main guy behind, creative director behind the first Bioshock, he spearheaded this. So, again, kind of back uh, in business from the original, uh, which is cool. And then uh, the other, I guess, main important background info is just our couple main characters we have, um, some of whom were mentioned in uh, the description. So first is Booker DeWitt. That's your playable character. Mm. He's a um, former cavalry officer, former Pinkerton agent. Um, yeah, all around a uh, good at killing investigative <laughs> guy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Pretty badass dude. Mm-hmm. Then we've got um, Elizabeth. And so she's a young woman trapped in the Tower of Columbia, as mentioned. Then we've got uh, Father, Zachary Hale Comstock. He's the leader of Columbia, and he's kind of this... Um, religious nationalist nut job kind of guy prophet in his own opinion other people's opinions yeah yeah cult leader all that sort of deal <laughs> basically that sums yeah. him up kind of yeah kind of racist cult leader um <laughs> yeah. thing in kind of sky. piece of shit yeah generally in the sky. <laughs> yeah in the sky <laughs> sky uh, guy sky guy yes and then uh last is uh rosalind lutis and her brother robert lutis and they're um kind of scientist who appear through the game a bit, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about them as they arise, kind of thing. But <laughs> yeah, um, those are kind of your main characters, as in with uh, other Bioshock games. For the most part, it's a lot of like uh, random NPCs you're shooting at. Uh, but those are kind of your main people you deal with, and there are other side characters, and you get you know Vox phones and stuff like that to hear mm-hmm. from them. But these are kind of the main ones you either are or interact with or hear their Vox phones a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess to start off in. If you played other Bioshock games or one and two, you know there's um, what are they called? Plasmids. Plasmids, yeah, they're like the the special abilities you get that alter your DNA, so you can use like fire, or electricity, or whatever. Mm-hmm. In this game, they're called vigors, so you like drink them. Um, so the question I guess we had was like, what are your favorite vigors? Mm-hmm. So we have, we're gonna talk about that. So if you want to give me yours first. Sure. My favorite vigor was Murder of Crows, which is... uh, (laughs) What it sounds like. Yeah, exactly what it sounds like. Similar to the bees, kind of, in the other Bioshock games, Mm -hmm. except instead it's a swarm of crows. Yeah, which is probably worse. (laughs) Yeah, which is worse. It's cool because they're bigger, so you just, like, see them jump down on people. Yeah. Um, I really like those. And with the other games, I did use the bees a lot, and so I think this just kind of fit my next substitute. Mm -hmm. In the other games, I used bees and fire the most. Mm -hmm. This one, it was, like crows like 80 percent of the time maybe yeah. more like I, I was just using them a lot because they were helpful in uh fighting a lot of people mm-hmm. yeah they would ruin people for sure mm-hmm. that was probably that's in my top three for sure but i think my favorite two were bucking bronco and devil's kiss so bucking bronco was like a i don't even 
basically like did something on the ground that would shoot people in the air and they would kind of hover there and you could just fuck them up while they were frozen in the air. Pretty sweet. That's dope. And then Devil's Kiss was the fire. Like, it was like a fireball. Yeah, fireball. Fireball, yeah. <laughs> I still think the fire from the first game was better. Yeah, I do too. I also like the, the animation was better. You like snapped your fingers in the first game and it would like just turn, it would like set people on fire somewhere else. In this game, you like threw a fireball at people. Yeah. So, I mean, I still used it a lot. And Murder of Crows was up there too. But I think those are my favorite too. I used the most. I'd bucking bronco people in the air and freeze them. Then I'd fireball them or <laughs> shoot them in the face four times and they'd die. Nice. That's yeah. sweet. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam on Twitter uh, agrees with you. So yeah. I remember Bucking Bronco being my most used. Yeah, super useful. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin on Twitter said, either Devil's Kiss or Murder of Crows. The game is so good. Damn it, now I probably have to start up another playthrough. <laughs> so yeah. he played, you know, both both of ours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nikki on Twitter said, Murder of Crows, definitely the most fun power ever. Like, it... It has to be good if I think it's better than the fire one. Yeah, okay. Um, so. Everyone likes the fire one, too. Yeah. Um, and Murder of Crows. Uh, Dave on Twitter said Shock Jockey, which is like the just electrical yeah. thing. It was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess as a comment for Vigors in this, I liked in this game you got them a lot faster mm-hmm. than in the other two Bioshocks. I felt like it was kind of a... In the other Bioshocks, like, I think maybe Fire was, like, the second one you'd get, or third. But it would take, like, quite a while into the game before you got them. But in playing this, I think I had Murder of Crows, like, an hour to two hours in. I think you kill, like, the first mini-boss, boss, and and then you you get it, yeah. Right, because you get electricity, like, immediately before you ever fight anyone to, like, get inside the gates. Oh, do Um, you? Yeah, you get electricity, like, really early before fighting anyone. Okay. And then you get maybe Fire... After your first, like, combat. And then your next, first mini-boss, like you said, is Murder of Crows. So it's pretty early on, and you get a lot of vigors right away. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool, because in Bioshock, the first one, I remember it was quite a while before I got anything that wasn't electricity. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like electricity that much. Yeah, so fire was, kinda, was the best. <laughs> yeah, but then once I got one I liked, it was like, cool, now I'm not just using my guns. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the downsides to that is, I think in the other game... Uh, plasmids played they were more like integral to the story and the, the society in this game they were more just like eh, you get them and you can use them we're a bioshock game so we have them <laughs> yeah so it, it seemed <laughs> yeah. like i i agree it was nice to have them all quicker but they seemed less like cool no not less cool but they weren't as important to columbia itself. yeah it was more just like eh, it's just the strength that gives you the stuff with no bad side effects which is sweet right but yeah they, they didn't seem like people were like trying to get them really yeah, yeah, definitely doesn't have the same, like, Splicer, Rapture vibe thing. I yeah. agree. Less important to the story. I, I bet if this wasn't a Bioshock game, they wouldn't be in it. Yeah. Like, which... if this was just a game that was, like, a new franchise got started or whatever. Yeah, it'd probably just be guns and killing people. Yeah, maybe they'd come up with a different thing, but I don't know if we would have Vigors. Like, I don't know if they would have kept that part. But yeah. Because Bioshock has that, and, like, they're fun. Mm-hmm. You, you need them. You need them, but... <clears throat> uh, cool. So, I guess with that, we'll jump into our recap of Bioshock Infinite. Um, I guess also I did want to give a, not spoiler, um, warning that we may or may not have things not quite in order or um, if we skip something that was like your favorite thing and we accidentally forgot. Sorry. Uh, I feel like putting this together has been a little crazier this week than typical. So yeah, just throwing that out there. But um yeah, recap. Mm-hmm. So, sure. game begins, um, and we've got Booker arriving on Lighthouse looking for Elizabeth. Um, 
And this already feels a lot like the oh, first yeah. game. You're yeah, like same. growing up to a lighthouse. Yeah. I guess in this game you're not in a plane crashing. Right. But you're going to a lighthouse. You're going to a In the middle of nowhere. Right. In the ocean. Yeah. yeah. So it already feels like it's already getting some vibes. And inside the lighthouse, um, he looks around. He finds like a guy who's been killed. There's like um, threatening notes on the wall and blood, like stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he knows that if he rescues Elizabeth, his debt's going to be wiped away. Um, so, fuck it. I'm going to find her. I'm going to do this. Like, i got to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Um, and so, uh, during, like, the top part of the lighthouse, Booker gets there and he finds this chair. And he sits in it and it, like, straps him down. Yeah. And then he gets transported to Columbia. Yeah, and... like this balloon shoots him up in the air 20,000 feet, maybe? Yeah, something crazy. Yeah. Um... And he obviously did not know this was happening. Like, he's freaking out. <laughs> yeah. He's very confused. Now, we arrive at Columbia, and as we're, like, going in, we see that there are people who are, like, praying and getting baptized, and they're worshiping, and there's, like, a preacher guy who's at the front, like, telling people they need to repent and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, and if, if you played other Bioshock games, you already know this is different, because in the past ones, there's, like, no one there to welcome you. They're all dead or crazy or something like that so there's some like coherent people here right which is cool and different yeah different and then also in the other ones too it's like the uh no gods no kings only man yeah this one is total opposite of like you're walking into it's like okay i'm walking to some super religious thing yeah um so pretty different um and what you find out is you you actually have to be baptized to be able to even enter columbia Mm -hmm. so you accept the baptism to go into columbia that happens um, and so then Booker begins to explore Columbia. Okay, what is this place? Um, and where's this Elizabeth I need to find? Um, and as you get the vibe, oh, and so this is where you get your first, uh, sample. You get your first, uh, vigor, which is possession, and you gain the access through the gate with this one. So mm-hmm. it wasn't electricity, I was wrong. Possession, which is the controlling the machine. Yep. Or whatever. Yeah, you just kind of make him do what you want. Yeah. Um, and when you get here too, um, the vibe of this is it's, I think it's like 1912 maybe. Yep. Um, and so it kind of, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to describe it in a way, but it looks like back then your, your stereotype of what na- the night early 1900s look like. Mm-hmm. It looks like that there. And, um, yeah, there's a bunch of like cobblestone streets, red, white, and blue. Uh, I don't even know how you, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of. I feel like seeing it like I felt like they did a good job here because you felt like Booker seeing it for the first time also because mm-hmm. he it's kind of this um, yeah super pro nineteen twelve America thing of like America rose up and like saved itself yeah they like worship like Ben Franklin Thomas Jefferson yeah ben, uh, George Washington yeah things like that yeah so th- that's kind of your vibe. Um, you begin. You continue to explore, um, and you pull a number from this basket. Um, you end up getting the winning number, and what the winner gets to do is throw a baseball at these criminals or the announcer. And so it's kind of like a you know 1910 1910 World's Fair. Like it's kind of <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. It feels a bit like that. And, oh, dude. And yeah. so this guy. Um, is there and he's like you won you get to throw this baseball at the criminal and who the criminals are oh god uh in quotations are it's a black guy and a a white guy and a black woman Mm -hmm. and 
Okay, we find out. To okay, go this getting place, married. Yeah. Yeah, this place is really racist. <laughs> fucking super racist. Super racist. At this point, you have the option to throw it at either them or the announcer. So I think both of us probably choose to throw it at the announcer. announcer. Yeah, fuck oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. I was like, all right, fuck yeah. this. Like, yeah, immediately. No choice. <laughs> no choice. Not not trying to blend in this shithole. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. Fighting them all. Um, so, of course, threw it at the announcer and uh, fighting commences because then everyone's like, you're the false prophet. You're the false shepherd. Because um, you have like this brand on your arm, your hand that says AD. Mm-hmm. I forget. Well, I guess maybe we'll talk about that. But yeah, I, I don't remember seeing that before this. Yeah. So you, yeah. So you throw the baseball at the announcer. Uh, everyone, of course, freaks out on you um, and starts like shooting at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, in typical Bioshock kind of fashion, it's chaos now. Mm-hmm. Like it, it went from like kind of normal to. Uh, it's like when you first meet Splicer or something. Yep. I mean, murder. These are, yeah, these are just regular people shooting at you, but it's still crazy. You fight your way out of Monument Square. Um, the next kind of big thing that happens is you find your way into this church, and you see you're on, like, a balcony, and you see a bunch of, like, Ku Klux Klan members, like, in a church, like, worshiping. And so killing them was very satisfying. <laughs> are they in white robes? Yeah, some of them are. I don't remember this. It's it's pretty early on. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's it's probably in that first like hour or two. Okay. Yeah, game. so for sure so, murder them. Yeah, yeah. so I, I think I like Molotov cocktailed them or something like that. Hell yeah. So caught them on fire and started <laughs> yeah. shooting them kind of thing. Yeah. And and also at this point, after these two interactions, I was like, okay, this place is fucked, and I have no problem <laughs> killing any of these people. Now. Like it, it it kind of. Threw me into that zone of, okay, Columbia is a bad place. Like, these people um, are awful mm-hmm. um, and yeah. have all sorts of uh, super racist views and, like, yeah. uh, dehumanizing views and all that. So it was, yeah. was kind of, okay, fine. I'm just going to kill, kill all you. these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't need to fe- feel bad for the NPC yeah. uh, <laughs> kind of thing in this. Cause yeah, I generally don't. But in this case, it was like, all right, this is personal. No, yeah, because I, I think I didn't feel it in the moment playing the first Bioshock. But in retrospect, you're shooting a lot of people who are drug addicts. <laughs> yeah. And in fairness, they're trying to kill you, but still, like, yeah. ah, they're not exactly bad people necessarily, but they're not good. You know what I mean? Painting up the streets. Right. <laughs> right. Just... So it's, yeah, it's not a it's not a great scene. Yeah, in this, in this case, they're, you're probably shooting at the very least racist people, which I probably equate with bad people. Like ninety nine point nine percent of the time, right? So yeah, let's let's kill him. Right, yeah. So you're killing him. Um, but okay, you've got your mission though. You've got to find Elizabeth. So you continue uh, to try to find Elizabeth, um, and you go to Monument Tower to rescue Elizabeth because Elizabeth has been in this tower. Sort of a is that Cinderella who's trapped in the tower? I think yeah. Disney Princess who. There's probably a lot. But I guess yeah. they probably all are. She is one. Rapunzel was one too. Oh, that's what I think. The long hair. Yeah, I think that's who I was actually thinking of. But whatever, doesn't matter. Elizabeth trapped in a tower. You've got to go kind of rescue her. And you're like, okay, cool. I'm gonna rescue her. We're gonna leave. We'll all be good. Um, and you get inside the tower, and you see that like she's under pretty like severe surveillance along the way. Like, oh, that's weird. There's all these like um. Super like um, heavy duty like metal doors, mm-hmm. different um, like see through wall type things where you can like uh, like one way glass kind of deal mm-hmm. where you're like looking at her but she doesn't know you're watching her kind yeah, of thing. So she's been clearly like being observed by people and it seems weird. Yeah, and there's like these um, there's like these rooms where you like open a door and then there's like a little tiny room with another door and like you go and then the door behind you shuts. The other door opens like you're like quarantined almost. Yeah, and then there's like these posters on the wall that say like. 
something about the specimens. They basically call her a specimen. She's mm. not, in their eyes, human. She's something to be used or less than a human. Right. So she's just got this, like, yeah. She's trapped. Weird study thing. Um, and so you're kind of like, all right, what did I get into? Like, mm-hmm. This is bizarre. Um, and you do meet her. And she's kind of thrown off because no one has seemingly come to talk to her at all. Like, she's, I don't yeah. think she's had almost any human interaction by the time we come to see her and she's like what's going on you're like i'm gonna get you out of here uh you know we'll go Mm -hmm. and she's like cool (laughs) yeah so she's like okay fine um but then songbird starts to attack as we're escaping and what songbird is is this like giant metal bird thing yeah he's like a kind of like a big daddy yeah times like a hundred Way right. bigger, can fly. Right. In a weird suit. I don't know if he used to be a human or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's hard sure to either. say. Yeah, that's a little unclear to me, too. Because yeah. it seems to be more than a machine. Yeah. For sure. Um, this is not a great comparison, but it does feel sort of like uh, one of like the magic birds from the like as, from Pokemon. Like, if Articuno became... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's special. It's big. It's big. It's the, special. The only kind of bird that there is of its kind. Yes, <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't know. The, 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 yeah, it's something like that. Like, it's yeah. a one of a kind. There aren't other songbirds. Yeah. I guess that was my point more in it. Versus, sure. Versus your big daddy, there's lots of them. They're not rare. Yeah. Um, there aren't big daddies in this game. But, you know, in the other games, they're not rare at all. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, the big bad um, uh, obstacle. Yeah. Of sorts, really. And to put it in perspective, the songbirds five times bigger than a person yeah maybe more and then but the monument you're in is like Eiffel tower big right if not bigger right yeah it's like big enough that it could like crash through walls and Mm -hmm. stuff like that pretty easily yeah pretty easily it wouldn't be hard for it at all it could you know snap you in half with its beak that Mm -hmm. kind of thing like it's big metal bird that uh maybe has something inside i don't know yeah uh a little little uncertain (laughs) sure um but we, we when we're escaping we uh, get onto a ship. Well, I, I think also the songbird destroys the monument. Yeah. So I guess that was my point of the comparison. Like it, like yep. Yep. Up, d- demolishes it, and it's. I mean, picture like a pretty large human flying bird metal thing. Right. Destroying the Eiffel Tower, right. like in five minutes. Right. It like crumbles. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's pretty powerful. Yeah, super powerful. We do get on like a flying ship to try to escape, mm-hmm. but it takes our ship down too. <laughs> of course. Um, and, of course, dude. <laughs> and then we wake up on a beach that's um, seemingly like the lower part of Colombia, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and so we start walking around uh, the beach looking for Elizabeth. Um, it's very goofy. <laughs> yeah, everyone's uh, wearing this weird black and white striped old school, I guess you'd call them bathing suits. Yeah. I don't I know why they're, they're bathing, bathing suits. suits, but I, at first I thought they were prisoners. Like, <laughs> That's because of how they, they look. Yeah, they do look they, like prisoners. Yeah, they look like like um, old cartoons of prisoners. Uh, yeah. But of they're bathing suits. But they're bathing suits in there, yeah. So there, you, you kind of interact with that. You end up finding Elizabeth, and she's like just dancing yeah. uh, on the dock, and you have to be like, we have to go. I think and, you lie to her and say, we'll go to Paris. She's like, okay, cool. Yeah, and, and so I, for her, she's like just... Um, enamored i think with any freedom that's not being inside the tower she's like mm-hmm. oh my gosh i'm not in it wow sand feels like this air feels like this like, <laughs> air. you yeah. know because she hasn't gotten to experience anything sure. in the tower for i don't know 20 some years however old she is uh, yeah yeah um 
and Booker on the other side is, I've got a job to do, i got to do this. And mm-hmm. you get, like, flashbacks of his memory of, like, do tell her whatever she needs to hear to, like, have this happen. Mm-hmm. She's so like, yeah, Paris. Cool. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's just lie. Yeah. And, and I, that seems to be Booker's kind of game at this point is to get the end result he needs, he'll do whatever that means. If it's killing people, if it's lying, whatever, like... I'm a guy that solves my objectives however I have to. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the vibe you get. Yeah, and to be fair, in his defense, he's not just trying to kill people. They're definitely trying to kill him. I guess you can choose. Like, I didn't kill anyone I didn't have to in my playthrough. So I think you can kill random townspeople. Oh, really? I, I didn't try, but I assume you probably could. Yeah, maybe you could. I didn't try to either. I just killed anyone that shot at me. Yeah, so like same but same idea. But Yeah, that's true. Booker didn't start the fight, but he finishes it. Yeah, every, every time. <laughs> There's a badass, for sure. Yeah, definitely badass. It'll be me in, I'll be him in five years. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you get Elizabeth back, though, and now you're trying to make your way to a... Um, New way to escape. I, it's it's not this, but I think it's something equivalent to their train station, like to get out. And so you like go up to get a ticket. You're trying to get it. Um, yeah. You get surprised by being stabbed in the hand by yep. the ticket taker, um, which was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Or well, unless you shoot him first. I, I didn't. I no, I didn't either. Because Elizabeth is uh, clearly not into violence, and so I'm trying to like play it cool with her. Mm-hmm. And it got me to get stabbed in the hand, <laughs> which was crazy i didn't mm-hmm. see that coming but so then an ambush comes all of a sudden all these pedestrians who were beside you are actually people who are trying to recover elizabeth um and you go um full john wick and kill everyone as you do oh yeah um you kill Looking everyone badass. elizabeth runs off though um in the skirmish she's uh, afraid and such so you end up catching up to her she's on a ship and she's upset that you've killed people she's like you're a bad person. You kill people. And you're like, I don't think you understand what's going on. Like, yeah. Literally, all of these people want to hurt us. They want to hurt me, but they also want to hurt you. They're not going to do, you know, they're going to make you go back there. All this stuff. It's not a good scene. Like, you you need to adjust. I want to try to be good. I want to help you. Like, I'm into this. Mm-hmm. But that is going to involve having to kill people. Yeah. And she is not okay with it, but she's like, I understand. Yeah, I think she's yeah she's willing to be like I don't like it but I get it sort yeah. of thing a little more which is progress. Yep. Um, from here we head to Soldier Field, um, and I would say this is probably one of the biggest places where you see the propaganda of this world because it's like their museum. So you see like as Jordan mentioned earlier the worship of like George Washington and <laughs> like um, uh, who else was it was it um. Um, Benjamin Franklin, like founding fathers, like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, they, they like pray to the founding fathers yeah, for help. And, yeah, and so what you kind of have is this like super religious nationalistic thing of like God made George Washington to make America great and like <laughs> shit like that. Like that's that's like yeah. kind of the vibe that these people have all kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's on. a really weird blend between like pro America with kind of pro God, but God's really. I feel like the. Comstock becomes God. Right. Then the Founding Fathers become like his subordinates, but they're dead. I don't know. It's kind of yeah. weird. Like it's God, quote unquote, but it's more prophet and yeah. other people. Right. Yeah. But America's definitely, yeah, yeah. okay with them. Yeah, and it's pro both of those. So in this, you like see just all sorts of crazy 
um, propaganda like, you know, um, the white man has the burden of leading the rest of the world. Like, (laughs) crazy shit like this where you're just like, man... Fuck these people! Like again, that kind of reinforced like, all right, we've got to, we got to shoot them. <laughs> yeah, not only do they so, treat, it's not even just like black people. There's like, they have like the Asian people. They're yeah, they, dude. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's it's pretty. Um, we'll talk about this later, but through this, there's the the people who are portrayed here are clearly like very racist and like nationalistic. <clears throat> you deal with that a lot, and um. I don't know. As an overall experience, there are different ways to <laughs> think and feel about that, and sure. they're probably valid in their own ways. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're still the bad guys in it, but they're still like I don't know. Sometimes it felt a little far at times. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little like okay, you're you're putting this on fifteen out of ten. If you never really have to do that, right? I get the point. Like you yeah. didn't necessarily have to take it there. Yeah, so they're the, racist. <laughs> yeah, there were parts where it did feel that way. Um, but anyway, you continue through. To this section of the soldier field, which is, I guess, the museum, really, of this stuff, called the Hall of Heroes. And you've got these replicas of famous battles in, you know, Columbia's history that we've been a part of. And so, really, they've kind of, like, retconned um, famous battles and then said that, like, this is how God used the Founding Fathers to... Or how Comstock did blank. Yeah, how Comstock did did this. So, they've got stuff like Wounded Knee. There was, like, a battle with the uh, Chinese that's in there there's like another battle so they just kind of have changed history to have these things happen essentially yeah and they always say comstock was really integral to it yeah which we'll talk about later but right so comstock has inserted himself into history of a i was a part i was a key part in wounded knee or as a key part in this or in that maybe he was and <laughs> who knows <laughs> right and so like he he has that there's just that kind of this view of like history has come through me these big events yeah. are part of me and so you've got like with comstock you really have this guy who's as we've mentioned a few times just like uber worshipped from a variety of angles for these people and so he's just really developed this like cult following of, yeah a lot of them are lie like they're they're lies you know yeah yeah just yeah they're just false that yeah. he wasn't at that because like i'm um, Something that Booker says as this is going is, I was at Wounded Knee, it wasn't like this. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's not like how he's talking about. And so you've got this kind of mm, stuff going on. You can the, the falseness feels there, and Booker can see through it, is mm-hmm. what you kind of have going. Um, then you get kind of, not your first, but maybe mm, one of your more notable mini-boss battles, which is a guy named Slate who... Uh, fought with Booker at Wounded Knee and is kind of like one of the lieutenants of Comstock, one of his main people. And Booker has to fight all of Slate's men and then finally has like a boss battle with Slate. And he can choose whether to kill Slate or not. Slate's like clearly broken Yeah, I th- after I th- the fight. <laughs> I think at the whole the whole point of this too was like Slate was pissed because Comstock was rewriting history right. and like putting himself in all these battles that he wasn't in. Right. And then he felt like Slate or Book or Comstock was going to come kill him and all his men because they basically because they knew it was false and mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so he's like trying to get Booker to kill all of his men to give them like a quote unquote soldier's death. Right. So that's kind of the I think his main goal of not just giving Booker the what he wants. Right. Yeah. In, but in just fighting you and so instead it was like he's not really one of Comstock's people. Yeah. He, he not at this point. He, he happens to be in Columbia, but mm-hmm. he's not necessarily a Comstock guy. Yeah. He's like he's probably racist, but he's also wants truth to be told and he's pissed that his accomplishments will be like just totally wiped away and changed for Comstock. Right. 
So for me on this one, I ended up not killing him because I was kind of like, it seems like you maybe got roped into a thing that you weren't a part of. I'm not sure. So I, I, I kind of let it go. I think I just in my head compared it to like some of the people in Rapture who Andrew Ryan got there who maybe were crazy uh, or bad potentially, but not necessarily like like Andrew Ryan kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So some of those people I didn't always kill. And that's how I sort of felt in this. And, and also Elizabeth was there. If Elizabeth wasn't there, maybe I would have killed him too. Um, but um, since she was, I don't think she would have approved of killing a person who's basically surrendered. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wanted you to kill him. And I think that was also part of why I didn't. It was, he was like, all right, finish it. And I'm like, no. What did he do? I, I think I killed him. Okay. Because I think at one point he like pulls his gun to him and he yeah, wants you to he do like, it. Yeah, what? Or something. What and, does he do when you don't kill him? Uh, I think he was just sad. And I like left him and he was like crying or something. Um, and Ugh. like felt. Which maybe was the dick move actually. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think I killed him. He he shows up later in mine um, being killed. So I guess what I did maybe. <laughs> I maybe should have killed him here. Oh, really? You end up... Is uh, Comstock just killing him, kill him at some point? Uh, I'll tell you when he shows up. Okay, cool. When it shows up. Yeah, that was my fear. I was like, I feel like since I guess, yeah, I guess Comstock he... wants him dead, he'll probably get killed or tortured anyway. So I'll do it. That's what he wants. Yeah. So I think I killed him. Yeah, I think maybe in retrospect that's what I should have done. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. But I understand... Like, I... I probably most of them wouldn't do it. Right. But even in this case, just like, eh. And just... That's what he wants. Right. He's already basically dead. I mean, you could see his face is fucked up. Right. From, like, all the... I don't even know from what, but... Yeah, he's messed up. Yeah. So, let's let's um, have what he wants. Right. Um, So then, uh, after this, you're talking with Elizabeth again, and um, you're leaving there kind of trying to discuss escaping, stuff like that. And Elizabeth, I think, has gone back to being a little more upset with some of what's gone on you've killed a lot of people and mm-hmm. all that stuff um and she gets captured then you rescue her after a little bit i think she gets captured with she was like mm, no not yet i was thinking maybe she had, oh she showed us the tears earlier um mm-hmm. she had yeah we didn't mention that she showed us the tears I think before we got to Soldier Field, she showed us she can do this thing called tearing, which is basically like a window into another reality. And she can, like, interact with things in the the window. She yeah. Opens up. So what she showed us the first time was, like, she, like, pulled a flower out or something like that. And was like, yeah, I can, like, open these little things. And so um, I think when we were having a fight with her, she kept kind of opening ones and trying to go through them uh, so that we couldn't follow her kind of thing. And so she ends up opening one um, to where some of Comstock's guards were. Yeah. And so then they just captured her and then it shot and we're like, fuck! Yeah, you idiot. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we had to go after her. We um, kill those guys and rescue her. And then we head to um, like a different dock that has a ship that can go out. And uh, it turns out that there's a bunch of revolutionaries there who say, sure, We'll let you go on the ship, but you need to give us guns. Um, and if you give us guns, then, you know, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, cool. We'll get you the guns. Let us go. We'll get out of here. We go uh, to the gunsmith's shop to pick up his guns and his tools from him, and he's missing. So we go to Comstock's like, prison of sorts where he puts some, um, I don't know, traitors, 
people he sees fit. <laughs> yeah, um, whoever. Then, yeah, whoever he needs to. We head to the prison. We go through there. Um, and uh, on the way, you can see cells. This is where I saw uh, Slate. Oh, really? He ends up being in one of these cells dead. Yeah. Um, and tortured and stuff, so. Yeah, so I'm glad I killed him. Yeah, so when I saw this, I was like, oh, I guess I probably should have killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get to the gunsmith, and he's dead in his chair. He's clearly, like, tortured. What's his name? Um, Does he have a mustache? Maybe. I don't remember. Okay. Me, yeah. I, I can't remember. I don't remember his name. Um, but gunsmith's dead. But then Elizabeth, what she does is she opens us a tear to another world. Um, so we can get the gunsmith from there. It says, we can go just get the guns from that guy mm-hmm. if we just go to another version of now. And we're like, okay, sure. Sounds good. So this is the first time we've gone through a tear. We've seen Elizabeth interact with them and her go through them a little bit, but this is the first time we do it. We go through the tear. From there, we go to the different world. Um, so it's uh, the kind of AU of <laughs> Columbia. It's another Columbia that exists. <laughs> It's kind of crazy as you go through it. You go and look for the gunsmith um, and find his guns and get his tools for the revolutionary. And so on here, you're doing a couple little minor fetch quests, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that Columbia is pretty different. Instead, what we see is that in this version of Columbia, the revolutionaries have already fought back. And they refer to um, their martyr, Booker DeWitt. So apparently in this world, Booker DeWitt was a martyr for them. He, like, led the revolution. Oh, wow. For them. And so it's kind of crazy because people are like, oh, the martyr Booker DeWitt, blah, blah, blah. DeWitt <laughs> led us, is leading us to victory. And so instead what you've got is Comstock and his people are either have lost or are on the losing end presently. And revolutionaries have, like, taken over Columbia mm-hmm. and are, you know, killing uh, Comstock's people kind of thing. So it's already, like, full-blown revolution when you get there. And that apparently Booker had a key role in that. So you're like, but he's also dead in that reality. So people are like, well, Booker DeWitt, what are you doing here? So yeah. there's kind of a weird a weird thing going mm-hmm. on. Ultimately, you get all your shit that you need, though, and try to head back to um, your present to be able to get the revolutionaries their guns to be able to get the ship and leave. On the way, too, we find out that Elizabeth isn't Comstock's daughter. Which is what we'd been hearing, Elizabeth Comstock. That's not her daughter, but instead that he stole her mm-hmm. when she was a baby, and that's how she like became part of this and put into the tower and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, after this, uh, we head to Comstock's house. I think, um, I think thinking this is our way out. If we go through Comstock's house, that'll be our way out or whatever. And we get there. And we fight the ghost of Lady Comstock, which was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. You end up like going to her grave. I think Elizabeth was thinking maybe there'd be like a link there that could maybe help them access tears to be able to be able to escape or something. We fight the ghost of Lady Comstock. It's pretty crazy. She's pretty hard to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then from here, we find these tear remnants from Lady Comstock around. And we have to go through them, and I think they sink us. Like, I think it helps sink the world better or something. I'm not sure why we did it exactly. Mm-hmm. We had to find them. Um, they were kind of like echoes that we essentially found. Oh, I think they helped lead us to Elizabeth, actually. Maybe that's why we went through them. And so then Booker... Uh, yeah, they lead us to Elizabeth. That's why we did it. So as they lead us to Elizabeth, we find out her location. Booker finds Elizabeth. But when he finds her, she's an old woman. And you're like, what? I haven't been gone that long. Like, what's going on? Hmm. Oh, you're still in the other universe in this, I think, actually. Yes. Yeah, still in the other universe. 
And she tells you that Booker has actually tried to free her many times. That we've been in, the, you know, we've had this situation happen a lot, Booker, where you've come to try to free me. But Songbird always stops you. And you're like, what? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And she's like, but I'll get you back to her. I can get you back to Elizabeth. And so she opens one, like, tear for him, and Booker goes through it to get back to his original. He's crazy. Yeah, which is wild. And you hear this, and you're like, wait. This yeah, what before? is happening? This has happened before. Booker's <clears throat> been here. So you're like, this is pretty crazy. You're like, all right, what the fuck's going on? Like, mm-hmm. This is pretty wild. Um, we get back to our reality, and we find Elizabeth. Um, and she's strapped down in this, like, um glass chamber of sorts where they're like electrocuting her and I think like trying to get her tear power out of her or something Mm -hmm. like that so there's like some doctors in there so you end up like killing your way through the people at the doctor's facility to be able to unlock the chamber and then you kill those people and free Elizabeth Mm -hmm. um then from here you and Elizabeth are are like okay we to end this we have to kill Comstock like we can't just leave. We can't let Columbia exist. Um, we have to kill him for this stuff. Like, we can't let this happen to anyone else. We can't just let it go. Kind of thing. And we're like, yeah, I'm down. Like, fuck this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. So we get on Comstock's ship, um, and we fight on it quite a bit. We um, kind of kill our way through the it's ship. It's a really big ship, too. Yeah, it's huge. Mm-hmm. So you're going through, you know, I think there might be like three or four levels. So you're just like going through the ship for quite a while, just killing everyone. <laughs> Um, and then you finally get to Comstock, and he's at this fountain, um, and he tries to talk to Elizabeth and be like, has Booker told you about this? Has blah, blah, blah. He's trying to talk, and Booker's like, shut up! And he just <laughs> kills him. He just, like, bashes his head on the fountain yeah. until he's dead. Um, and in the, before we're bashing him, he tells us uh, that uh, Elizabeth should ask us about her missing finger i think she's missing like the tips of two of her fingers hmm. and he's like ask booker about that he knows about that and we're like we don't know anything about that and comstock's like yeah you do kind of thing and so then we freak out and kill him yeah. elizabeth's kind of like uh what's happening yeah she's she's kind of taken off guard and doesn't interject um we say we don't know we kill him um and then from here we end up on like the top part of the ship and you get in like a pretty crazy fight mm-hmm. where uh, there's like bad ships that are coming, soldiers are getting unloaded, um, um, the George Washington metal machine gun <laughs> things are getting unloaded, like all this. So you've got this like major battle. I think it's got like seven rounds or something. Like it's it's a it's a long. It's battle. a doozy. <laughs> yeah, it's a long battle. And within it, you, Songbird is also actually on your side for this because Elizabeth figured out you can control Songbird. Like Dewitt can. Uh, I think she can. Oh, okay. Because she figured out the um, notes you need to play, oh. which are C A G E. So for cage, but the um, uh. the musical notes of those that like plays its theme song or whatever to itself. Not theme, <laughs> theme song. song. Yeah. Theme song. <laughs> Bird. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah. Cage. Yeah. The theme song. No. Uh, it plays. It's um whatever it's tuned to, I guess. And so she's able to control it because she can play its tune kind of thing. So she, like, has it, like, blowing ships up while you're trying to fight, while they're trying to, like, sink the ship on you. Um, It's pretty crazy. Big, big battle. Finally, uh, 
after enough of this, Elizabeth um, opens a new tear and transports you two and Songbird to Rapture, uh, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, fuck, I know this place. Like, um, I've been here. I've been here. Songbird, though, is outside of um, like the glass tunnels. It's just in the water. And then Songbird dies um, mm-hmm. in the water. And here I felt a little bad because I've been hating Songbird before this, but then on the last part where she used Songbird to help us, I did kind of like that. So mm-hmm. when Songbird went down, I was like, you've been causing me problems a lot, but I feel a little sad now. Yeah, not not evil, just controlled. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so Elizabeth from this point on is trying to show you the truth of what has gone on. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty crazy as you kind of see the truth unfold. So yep. the truth is that Robert Lutis, who's one of uh, the brother-sister who we talked about at the beginning. So they show up at varying points throughout the game as um kind of like dispassionate advice givers where yep. they're kind of like, uh, oh, I thought you would do this. Or like, it's almost like... um. I guess they sort of do, but like that they exist out of space and time, and so they're like weird side commentary that yeah happens sometimes. It's kind of strange. Yeah, and they've like seen and interacted with a lot of the Booker DeWitts. It seems like that have come. If I don't know how to put it, really, but yeah, they're like outside of space and time, and like there's other book, whatever. Yeah, well, I guess we we'll get there. Yeah, but. they've seemingly interacted with other Bookers. Like when you first meet them, when you get into Columbia. They ask you, they flip a coin and ask you heads or tails, mm. and they say it's going to be heads because it always is, and mm-hmm. then they've got like a tally of like 50 in a row or hundreds, yeah, something like that. It's of, a lot. Oh, it's always heads kind of thing. And so you get a lot of weird interactions like that before. They're like, what's, what's happening? happening? What's happening? Mm. So Elizabeth tells us that the truth is that Robert Lutis offered Booker a deal on behalf of Comstock, that Comstock would wipe away all of Booker's debts if he gave away um, his daughter, Anna. And so Booker said, okay, fine, I'll do it. I don't want to have this debt. But immediately afterwards, regrets doing it. And so he chases after uh, Robert to get Anna back. He finds uh, Comstock and Anna in an alleyway. And there's this kind of a portal that's opened up um, and Comstock's going to run through it. And so Booker chases after. There's kind of a struggle between him and Comstock. Comstock makes it through but um, and says, shut the portal. And as he says, shut the portal, um, Anna had stuck her hand out. And so when the portal closed, it snipped um, <laughs> the tips of two of her fingers off. And so you have this reveal. Wait, Elizabeth, like, okay, this is Elizabeth's origin story. How did this... How old is she in that, do you think? The baby. She's like like less than a year old. Probably. Okay. I would think like, yeah, one or two. She's small. Okay. So as a small baby, this happens. Um, and from here, um, also along the way, um, she takes us to docks where you see uh, unending docks of Elizabeth telling... The story to Booker walking around and 
it, it's weird because you're like walking and then it's like you could turn right or left, but whichever one you turn, then a dock appears there. Mm-hmm. And so it's this kind of like mind fuck yeah. thing as you're experiencing it. And as you're walking, you see another booker next to you also having a comp- the same conversation with Elizabeth mm-hmm. kind of thing. You're like, okay, what the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> and so then Elizabeth brings Booker back to a main moment, which is back to his baptism, which he realizes um, is an event that had occurred. This baptism after wounded knee, he's felt guilty after what he did there because it was like war atrocities of sorts and he's really fucked up on it. And so there's this point where he considers getting baptized and what he realizes is that in Booker's own world, he rejected this baptism um, and said, no, I don't want this. Like, I'm going to keep doing my thing. But in other worlds, Booker did accept this baptism and led him to becoming Comstock. Mm-hmm. So, boom, Comstock, <laughs> Booker are the, the same person. Uh-huh. Your Bioshock twist. <laughs> um, that they're the same person. And in some universes, Comstock is who Booker became. But in other ones, he was still Booker. And so Booker tries to consider, or they, what can we do to stop this then? Because like, after he killed Comstock earlier, that wasn't enough because there's not just one Comstock. The one they killed is fine, but there are more. That doesn't stop Columbia from existing. That doesn't stop Elizabeth from getting captured. That doesn't mm-hmm. you know, stop any of these things. So Booker realizes the only way to erase the bad things that Comstock did is that Comstock can never be, um, which is he needs to die before he chooses the baptism, chooses to accept or reject this baptism. Before this moment is when Booker needs to die. And if he dies, then that cancels out any of those outcomes. He can't, if he died before the baptism, there are no Comstocks after the baptism or no Bookers after the baptism. It's just over. Um, And so you have... Booker back at uh, the river where he was going to be baptized. And instead, several Elizabeths from other timelines come and they collectively drown Booker, killing him. And you see all the Elizabeths who were in um, realities where Comstock existed fade away. Mm -hmm. They also never existed because Booker never was. Neither were these Elizabeths. But... The final Elizabeth is still there. I I think because she's the original. She's the only one. So because Booker never went beyond, the original Anna is still there. Mm -hmm. And um, then the game ends. (laughs) 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 Boom, boom, boom. Boom. Um, So pretty crazy. Um, uh, Pretty different, too. The other Bioshocks, you had a, a variety of endings. Where they're more good or bad. Yeah, this this one, one was... Yeah, this is the ending. There aren't mm. other options for how this goes. Yeah, and I I guess... If we're going to do general thoughts right now, I have... Yeah. Let me least. go first. This ending was... It was really cool. Like, I did not expect that at all. But it was kind of confusing. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, very confusing, not just kind of. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess some of my thoughts, maybe you can answer them. Or we can talk about them. But, like... So, one, how was Booker in the same timeline as Comstock? 
Right. If Booker and Comstock are the same person. Mm-hmm. Two, how would the Elizabeths killing Booker before his baptism or whatever, how would the other Elizabeths, Elizabeths know to do that? Right. Like, and would those, would it be this, sort of the same idea, like where the same Booker that killed Comstock, that same timeline Booker, that probably exists in multiple timelines, right? Oh, sure, yeah. So was it just those Elizabeths killing that book, that Booker? Because that wouldn't kill... All Bookers. Yeah. So it's there'd still be the possibility of Comstock. So part of me is just like, why not just not kill yourself and we're, just in your own timeline? Just be like, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Me and Elizabeth, we're cool. Right. Like, so I, I guess, I don't know if there's an answer for that, but right. that's kind of confusing to me. Is how, uh, The main thing is, how are they in the same timeline together? Booker and Comstock. Right. Because they're the same person. Right. I think that for the Comstock Booker both being able to exist, because that confused me too. I was not sure about that. But I think it's because it's alternate timeline Comstock, and I, I guess in this one it's like, you know, old man prophet Comstock. Mm-hmm. So even an older version of Booker. Mm-hmm. going through there. So I think it's not like um, Booker in a mirror, but like, you know, alternate Booker. But how did he get there? Like to that timeline, uh, you know what I mean? Like um, they didn't really explain. Or maybe could it, it was be the... through the tear? So could it be through a tear from an alternate Elizabeth hmm. to do, I, I don't know. Or maybe the, what are they? The, the... Oh, the Latisse. Oh, I think maybe that they is did why. it. I think that is why. I think they made the tears. Um... Because what we find out, too, is that they're actually not brother and sister. That they're just each people from a, a Lutis from a different timeline. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who each worked for Comstock. And yeah. so I think Comstock made the tears, and I think that's how, like, had them make the tears. But then Elizabeth also happens to have this skill. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how that works exactly. It's not that Lutis want Comstock dead or to save Elizabeth. Like, that's... Uh, I wonder if it was that they feel guilty about what happened to Elizabeth, huh. and so then they want to incentivize Booker to try to stop it. Gotcha. I think. Huh. I think that's right. For for um the the drowning part though, I think how this would make sense just they chose this other point in time. Mm-hmm. But so if you like got killed before you were ever born or mm-hmm. something like that. Like the Terminator, John Connor. So if John Connor sure. gets killed, yeah. then he can't lead the fight against the Terminators uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. So if he never was, then we're all good. But this one, it's bumped up because I'm, I'm guessing Elizabeth was already born when he got baptized. Yep. And so, but if he went too far back, then Elizabeth never would be. Mm-hmm. But instead, there's still an Elizabeth as a baby. But you still never have Comstock be born or any Bookers after that. If he's just off, if he's just out of the chess game, that allows Elizabeth to continue. Yeah. But then no one else. So, would killing, do you think killing one Booker before he became Comstock in one timeline would kill all of them? Uh, I, th- I think if you kill OG Booker before, which I don't know how we happen to be OG Booker. <laughs> yeah, did, or did we? Like, I, I feel like we must be. Um, because but how would we be if the Lutis, what are they? Lutis? Yeah, how were they in our timeline Well, if because we were the OG Booker? Because we wouldn't have met them until later. 
But you could, I think that if you're from a different timeline, you can come into any timeline. But then that would necessitate, that would be like a circular thing. You know what I mean? Right, right. So like if we, as Booker created Columbia, we would need that. We would invite them and then they would have to go back and, you know, like it's just like a circular. Right. But, but couldn't you have the mass reset if you cut it off earlier though? I think that's the thought. Yeah, but still, if you're the OG Booker, you would need to meet them later, I feel like. Yeah. So I feel like we're not... I, no, I mean, maybe there's no answers. I don't know if there's no, answers. No, no, I'm not sure. Yeah. That, that's just yeah. how I'm thinking. That, that must makes be sense. the logic. Mm-hmm. But you're right. That does get pretty complicated. And I think yeah. that uh, any time where you've got alternate universes and jumping timelines... It's confusing. It gets kind of crazy. And I don't... I don't know if you can actually keep them consistent or not. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, like I, I've read, I've read some books and watch movies and stuff that have timeline jumping, but I'm not sure because mm-hmm. right. If, if, um, you know, for, for this, I guess it's right. The older version of you becomes a villain. So you kill yourself as the younger one. So the older one never was. Yeah. That's like the premise of what happens here, but you're right. Would it work? And I, I guess my thought is it probably has to be the original. So if you're like Booker 37 in mm-hmm. universe 37, mm-hmm. it might not matter if you do this, right? Yeah. Because like, uh, but well, okay. So wait, this is the split point though. Okay. So before yeah. there, there was always one timeline, uh-huh. I guess, before this baptism event. Which one? Here, when uh, when Booker got baptized after Wounded Knee, so that's the that's the where there's one timeline is only before that, ah. and then all the timelines have come out from this because sometimes he says yes I'll be baptized mm-hmm. and then he becomes Comstock. Sometimes he says no hmm. and doesn't, and then um, I guess ends up in the story later since he does, you know does show back involved in Columbia. Hmm. But I think that that's the like singular point. And so I think if you go before the singular point and kill yourself, then there aren't there aren't, you don't have to cut them all off or whatever. I guess that makes yeah that makes sense. I yeah that makes sense. Because I, I think that's why when yeah. they killed Comstock in one of them, it didn't matter because you know there's fifty extending points after that or hundreds mm-hmm. really. But if you go before the extending point, but as you said though, can you really do that? Uh, I don't know about that. That that seems unlikely. Yeah, um, who knows? I mean, so I guess if you're listening, if any thoughts or advice, yeah, yeah, please, please tell us. Yeah. Also, if that was unenjoyable to listen to, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We we uh, uh not science majors. Yeah, we're, we're not physicists. No. Physicists. physicists yes. You know? We're just uh, guys. We're just talking guys. about video games. Yeah, we are guys talking about video games. Yeah. So um, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Going for a uh, much more different uh, point is I really enjoyed this game in terms of how it's played. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really fun. Um, this might have been the game I had the most fun playing of the Bioshocks, which not that I didn't like the other ones, but like this one having like the Skyrail thing. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty fun, like flying, jumping off on the ground, shooting people. Um, Murder of Crows again was super mm-hmm. fun. The guns are pretty fun. Um, you get uh, Elizabeth gives you ammo and shit along the way, which is nice. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, also like Booker and Elizabeth's interactions with each other are pretty fun. Um, in the previous two Bioshock games, the character you play as doesn't speak. Yeah. So having a character that you play as that does speak and has a personality and does uh, great voice acting by Troy Baker, who's Joel in The Last of Us and like oh, other shit. stuff. Like he's great. He's a really good voice actor. Um, and so having him be Booker, super fun. Um, but, uh... 
Also, uh, some people didn't like this. I saw on the internet. Um, I, I don't know. I was fine with it. But the game's super violent. Also, like when you like shoot people, it's just like gore central. Like, which is different than the other two Bioshock mm-hmm. games. They don't really have blood. You're killing people all the time, but it's not as violent looking. Mm-hmm. This game looks violent when you play yeah, it. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, but I thought it was fun. like it worked for me. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did see at the time some people were like, "Oh, it's too violent. It distracts from itself." But I, I was like, I, I thought it was fine. It didn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that, like, I don't know. Whatever. Um, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun to play. Same. I I think it, in terms of gameplay, it was the best in the series, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think it was, like, um, I think the, 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 it was smoother. I think aiming was easier. Shooting people was easier. Whatever. Um, and I, I guess also too, like having the main character be like more interactive was really cool. I think it added to like the depth and the, uh, even just having like an interaction between, um, like Booker and Elizabeth, um, was really cool. I, th- I think it just added more depth to like the character. Cause I feel like in the other game, there's no character development. It was just kind of, you're just going through rapture and killing people and mm-hmm. doing stuff. But in this game, I think there was a lot. It like it really felt like you were having a relationship with Elizabeth, and you know you go back and forth, and like she would kind of hate you and like you, and you know whatever. Right. So I think that really added a lot to it. So I would agree with that. Yeah, I th- I think in relation to that is that this game, uh, as you said, is more character focused than like setting focused. Mm-hmm. So like your world of Rapture and like the stuff there, that was the interesting piece. Your characters less so. Like. Andrew Ryan was pretty interesting, but really, otherwise, like, none of the other characters in those were super, super interesting. Some of Mm -hmm. them had little parts that were interesting, or like, oh, crazy surgeon, or, you know, whatever. But this one, like, um, the Elizabeth Booker was pretty, pretty central. But then, yeah, Um, I guess on that side, too, Rapture is definitely way cooler than Columbia. Um, I I don't know if you could beat that setting, though. Rapture is just pretty iconic Mm -hmm. of a setting in general. But... As you said, characters were better. Also, in this one, uh, I guess in fairness to my character critique on Bioshock, but this one I did listen to most of the voxophones, so I did a good job. Nice. Um, I did the right. <laughs> you get thing. way more from that. You do, and so I really like that. I I got a lot more of a feel of what Columbia is like, mm-hmm. and you know the characters there, and had things like that. So I think that someday I really need to replay Bioshock and listen to the things like it would be fun to play it but i think it would be fun to get those extra pieces you could just of rapture youtube them if you had to i guess oh that's, that's a good a thing. idea no that's a good idea someone's probably recorded like oh i'm sure all yeah. the diaries or whatever yeah um i know it exists for infinite so i bet it exists for one and two or that, one I think yeah is the big that, one so that would be good to be able mm-hmm. to hear those because i listened to more on two also but one i didn't listen to that many but I think if I could get more of that, that would be cool to, mm-hmm. I don't know, fill the world out even more. But Yeah, for sure. And I, I mean, I guess that kind of summarizes my stuff too. Like, I would agree Rapture is better. I think the underwater feel is more, like, uncharted and mysterious mm-hmm. versus the sky. Like, we've flown in the sky and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think, because there wasn't splicers and stuff that the uh, the world was more engaging because there was, like, regular people, civilians. The world world felt more populated. It was really bright. Things like that. So I think the... Um, 
I guess there's trade-offs. Like Rapture, I think was really dark and mm. ominous and mysterious, mm-hmm. whereas this was more like bright and like, yeah. oh, it's still like not totally fucked yet, you know? Right. So I, I think there's, I kind of like some of the it being still lived in, mm. I guess, and like things were still like intact, and there was like society and right. government things like that. But I also like more of Rapture, where there's the world itself was like this is cooler, right, right, right. Being underwater and is way cooler. No, yeah, that's true. You mm-hmm. do approach them differently. By the time you get to Rapture, it's chaos already. Oh yeah, this super one chaos. chaos hasn't really happened until you like jump to the other timelines or mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. But most of the time, it's not chaos. It's more you're like yeah, killing everyone. Yeah, but even the chaos is like there's a revolution, which is like I assume they probably start a government and right, which is like probably better than the one they had there beforehand. Right, that's super racist, but right, yeah. So I think there's trade offs, but I would agree. Rapture is probably better. Well, not probably. It is better, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Overall, a pretty enjoyable game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that summarizes the main general thoughts I wanted to bring up. Yeah, same. Sweet. Same. Uh, we'll do a little bit of listener feedback then to wrap up. From Andrew uh, on Twitter, he says, I had a very positive first reaction to it, but I've read and discussed more since, and I've kind of rethought it. In a colonization-based setting, to use an alternate reality where a slave rebellion is just as bad as the other guys, in quotes, is less than stellar for me. Fun game, but a bit oof. <laughs> and, I, yeah, I think that's a fair critique. Because <laughs> um, I, I did feel that way, as we mentioned during part of the recap, mm-hmm. of some of... Some of the things of getting, like, the point across of this is racist... Went further than they probably needed to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it, it's hard to, like... Yeah, I think they probably went further than they need to. On the other hand, of if I was combating myself on that point, I haven't made a game before. I haven't done any artistic freedom. And so, <laughs> there, there, you know, there is sort of... Uh, I don't know. I'm not the man on the spot, so I don't know if I can necessarily make that call. Mm-hmm. But there were a couple points as it was going where I was like... This seems like too far. If you would have cut this, I would have still got the point. Yeah, they're racist. Um, we get it. You yeah, know? yeah. That that kind of thing. And and uh, yeah, even as Andrew uh, mentioned, is it like oh, people rebelling against a a racist government? They're also bad, like equally bad. Like uh, I, yeah. yeah, I don't think that's really. A I feel good like point. objectively not. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It seems like instead they're certainly doing good things, but they kind of made the leader of that group to seem to be mm-hmm. just as bad as Comstock when it's like no, no. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, that that's a good point though. Yeah, I agree. Got Justin on Twitter says loved it. I thought the story and characters were great. Really enjoyed the ending. My favorite of the series and a personal top five game of all time. That's fair. I, I think this is also my favorite Bioshock game too. I think object like overall considered best setting considered like we talked about Bioshock one's better. Right. Yeah, I think I'd probably fall in the same spot for yeah. my favorite Bioshock as well. Um, really, really like the setting in the first one, like we talked about, but mm-hmm. this one with how, like, gameplay-wise, it was a lot more fun, I thought, or, like, best gameplay, and yeah. the other games were fun, but this one just upped it. They yeah, got I mean, it was, what, seven years? No. After, yeah. yeah. Yeah, seven years later. But, yeah, they certainly improved a lot. Way better, yeah. Yeah, so, it was, it, yeah, definitely fun, and top five, that's good praise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nikki on Twitter says, I loved it, great characters, great world, great gameplay. Obviously love the melee. Yeah, the melee was yeah, fun. Yeah, way better with that <laughs> spinny, like, yeah. sky train thing you used. Yeah, yeah that was sweet. Sick. Uh, and the powers, especially Murder of Crows, insane cool design on, on the hand of Booker. Um, that was cool. Whenever you'd switch powers, your hand would change, and mm-hmm. like, it would be like, fireball! Like, that <laughs> yeah. Stuff. That was pretty cool. Um, 
in my uh, opinion, the most fun Bioshock out there. Well, the last 20 minutes or something essentially turned into a walking sim, which was <laughs> odd in comparison <laughs> to the rest of the game, but the storytelling gave us a really great finale. I absolutely loved it, and it was so pretty and cool and just wow. Um, yeah, that is interesting. At the end, when Elizabeth does tell you everything, you are just walking around. So it does get this kind of sudden change mm -hmm. from high active gameplay shooting everyone to you're walking around as she explains everything that's gone on. That is mm -hmm. cool. That is a cool change. And mm -hmm. I did really like that, getting that moment as you're kind of seeing those get pieced together for you. Yeah, I feel like it kind of adds to the fact that, like, the, the fight's over. You can chill. Mm -hmm. It's like different yeah you like low you go from like gear five to gear one right right because you, in this game i felt it a lot but you're just on edge the whole time because <laughs> you're like someone's gonna try to kill me all the time <laughs> yeah seriously um next we got i think salah salah on twitter yeah salah on twitter entertaining game with an interesting story but i like the underwater setting of rapture better so seems like agrees with us there yeah yep um Pogo on Twitter said, I got tired of the fighting. It had a great setting and great characters. Incomprehensible ending. Um, <laughs> I think as you've heard... We're, 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 Very confused, we've, too. We've got some similar uh, confusion as well. So Yeah. So maybe maybe YouTube it. I don't know. Nothing yeah. else for you, man. Sorry. Yeah, I kind of wonder if that more uh, deep dives would be helpful yeah. like, to see what other people have said. Yeah, for sure. Um, we got Kyle on Twitter said, loved Elizabeth, loved Booker, story was amazing, and how they intertwined the timeline into the narrative was exceptional. Only real complaint was the reliance on guns and shooting, but the characters and world building were amazing. Some of the best DLC released, too. Um, yeah, so the, I guess reliance on guns and shooting, I kind of like that stuff, so to me it was like, eh, it added yeah. to it. I think for me, because this is the third Bioshock game I played... You know, I I think I was more adept to it or whatever, like ready for it. So it felt more fine. Like the first Bioshock that we did play, I think that was one of the first full shooters I'd played mm -hmm. in a while at least. And I think at, for after a while I was kind of like, eh, I'm just shooting people the whole time and stuff. But this one, I knew what I was getting into, so I was like, sure, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I, I feel fine with this. Uh, I agree with all the compliments on there too about it. Like Booker and Elizabeth, great, yeah, amazing, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth has got to be probably one of the better like, si uh, like duos or side characters that you get in a game. Like she mm -hmm. was really fun. Non-playable side character. Yeah, your yep. unplayable side character is with you. Mm -hmm. Super great. I've heard the DLC is really really good for this. Um, I think you go to Rapture for it. Oh, sick. So. Uh, I think that will probably end up as a future episode sometime. It seems <laughs> yeah. great. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Get some more Bioshock and go back to Rapture. Mm -hmm. I'm down. It's the last Bioshock we got for a while. Right. Until they release the next one. Yeah, I heard that the fourth one might be an online thing, which... Uh, so, never mind. We'll, so, yeah, we'll if it's online problem. only, we probably won't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, sorry, folks. <laughs> but hopefully they don't fuck up. and It's like all the other games that are good of theirs. <laughs> yeah. And they keep running. Like, nah, we're going to go a different direction, fam. We're going to ruin this game. Right. <laughs> hey, you know how you like Bioshock? We want to yeah. take all of that and take it out. <laughs> yeah, and say, no, you won't like this one. Yeah. Trying to cater to, like, the a different audience. Yeah. You know, 10 year olds. <laughs> You'd hope that they'd figure, like, with the Fallout 76, that you shouldn't take a, a, a game that's, like, known for, like, hey, this is a good story, good setting, good blah, blah, blah. Well, what if you just put it online and had other it people? It took out are, all of that stuff. All of the things people like. Put it online. And put it online. Yeah. Great. So, with microtransactions. With mi yeah, with microtransactions. Like, you can fuck right off. <laughs> people love spending extra money on their games. Oh, for sure. So, hopefully, Bioshock 4 doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and then uh, last up is Industry on Twitter who said, I loved all the Bioshock games. <laughs> um, so I think that's a good uh, a wrapping. These games are all pretty great. I've had fun getting to talk about them mm-hmm. on the show for sure. And for you, you played two of the three before? Yeah, I played one and three. God, nine. Back in the day. Uh, six years ago, seven years ago. Right. Yeah, and then I played two when we did. And yeah. For the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And then for me, they were first time for all of them. This is a great series. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're all really fun. And I can see why people love each one more than the others. Like, if they were like, I really loved two because of this thing. Or I really loved one because of that over the other ones. Or I really didn't like this about three or about one. Or, like, I could see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say they're all pretty good games. Um, yeah, same. And, <clears throat> yeah, this was really fun to wrap that trilogy up. I think the two... Uh, I got this at like a Black Friday sale, maybe like a year or two ago, for the whole Bioshock collection for me, like I don't know, fifteen or twenty bucks. Damn. And that might be the best value I've maybe ever spent on games, because like to get three games for that low of money and <laughs> they're all good. good. They're yeah. all good. Um, yeah, I think I spent like thirty bucks on like the remastered trilogy for Xbox One. Yeah. Which and is, that was like so pretty pretty good deal. I oh, mean, yeah, great deal. Fuck yeah, even for sixty bucks, like yeah. Yeah, I would think even for sixty it's a pretty good deal. Knowing it will go on sale, you should wait, but like for sure. they're 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 fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like easily worth what they are. Like, yeah, I will give them my money for sure. Yeah, enjoyable and as long as four is not online, <laughs> yeah. I will also give them money. Then I will for take that. my money back, sir. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. if it's not, then I would give them money because I'd I'd love to do another campaign that if they make another one like Oh yeah. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I guess that uh, wraps our episode. So uh, if you have other thoughts on Rapture or want to explain its crazy ending, <laughs> yeah, uh, please or, do. Else, or not Rapture, Columbia, yeah. um, Bioshock World, uh, hit us up. That'd be great. Um, you can do that a couple of ways. You can do that on Twitter at StoryEverPod. You can email us at TheGreatestStoryEverPlayed at gmail.com. Our website's TheGreatestStoryEverPlayed.com. Uh, you can check out our episodes on... Um, Bioshock 1 and 2, and we did one on the DLC, Minerva's Den, for 2 also. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are all there, uh, among a bunch of other episodes. Um, if you'd like to rate us and review us on iTunes or, um, or Apple Podcast, I guess is what it's called now, but uh, or on Podchaser, that would be cool. Um, we'd super appreciate that. And lastly, we've got a Patreon that you can check out at patreon.com slash the greatest story ever played, where if you choose to uh, donate any, uh, I think as little as a dollar, a month to us uh that'll give you access to some bonus episodes that we do on there that are um topical in nature so we talked about like our favorite games from when we were kids or our favorite pokemon or kind of thing (laughs) so um that sort of deal so if you'd want to do that um check that out and um yeah we'll see you next time see ya